0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Big morning, Senator Doris Turner. Every day, what are you having a birthday? Every day, what's this? Every day, September is my month. You do, and
0: thank you for being part of my birthday celebration.
1: You didn't ask me to sing happy birthday. Let's go, let's go. No, let's not. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to enjoy your birthday, I don't want you to have a nightmare because of it. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, I
1: don't, you know, for you folks, I know we talked to State Representative Coffee a couple weeks ago, and same thing. You really don't have many days off, even though session's not going on. How do you spend it? You go into your office every day. constituent no. work bring me up to date
0: you know people always say to me oh you guys are off your own vacation mm-hmm. not at all every day is every day is a work day so you know i i opened a new office on north grand Great. and i'm real 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 excited about that so we're fully staffed up so we have people in and out of there we have meetings i'm over in decatur a lot so you know it's like the entire district getting things done meeting with people constituent <laughs> constituent service i think is a hallmark of what we do That's very, very,
1: very important. Is there a common theme among, is it a Social Security check? Sometimes it may be a federal question as opposed to a state issue and so on. What's on their minds? You know,
0: a little bit of everything, but one of the things that I really uh, pride myself on is that I have wonderful relationships with all of my um, partners, you know, my federal partners and local partners. City and county, and so if there's a uh, question, concern, or problem that comes in, that's not necessarily a state-related problem, we have someone on speed dial that we can immediately get in touch with and get their, uh, you know, questions and problems solved. So it's uh, you know, like I say all the time, we do the legislative stuff, which is really important for several months out of the year, but we are a full-service constituent-focused uh, office. 365.
1: Doris Turner visiting with us. So we're live at staff carpet at 14 past the hour of 7 o'clock. Um, when you, is it hard to respond to all of the questions you have? Or can you have a staff that does that? And if people have a reasonable request. But no, I'm going to go a different direction. Hold on to that thought, please.
0: I got because it right there here. there was
1: a day when you know if you knew a senator or a rep and you were looking for a job with the state, that's what you went through. That, that ship has sailed, has it not? Yeah, that. Let us remind everybody. Yeah. You know that better than everybody. Being county chairman, you went through this. Th- that ship has sailed. No, it's a
0: new. It's a new day in Illinois. I Amen. know you're. You're absolutely right. It was one of those times when you know you could just say, Hey, got somebody which really want would be a good addition to your um, staff. But no, that ship has sailed. You know. Um. But, you know, a lot of that comes down to giving people information on how they can be prepared for the job that they're interested in and the process by which they can move through to get, um, you know, to get their name in the queue. So, um, and that's really important. So, you know, we do a lot of work with um, CMS and bring that out to our district office so that people don't have to it's not a mystery, it's not a mysterious process. We bring that information out to our district office so that people have all the information that they need in order to put themselves in the best position possible.
1: I know you watch it closely and rightfully so, but the Pritzker administration appears to me and they have a number of high priorities but education's right there, is it not? They really believe. Tell me about your take and, and what their approach has been on helping educators in this state.
0: You know, you're you're absolutely right. And I will tell you that um, education is a high priority for me as well. Long before I wasn't elected anything, I began my advocacy working with District 186. And that relationship continues on until today. I really believe that education is the foundation on which we build community. And uh, I am really excited to be a strong partner with the Pritzker administration and everything that we are doing together to uh, move education forward in Illinois. I mean, you know, we're looking at making sure that, you know, the funding is there. Uh, We're making sure that we are uh, helping kids coming out of COVID with, um, you know, programs and and funding uh, in order to make those educational experiences uh, as good as possible. But it's not just elementary and secondary education. We look at how we can do workforce development, so that uh, you know kids coming out of school have different options, and also higher education. So we really look at the educational experience from um, cradle to grave, with you know preschool, all of that.
1: Uh, yesterday was the first day that the cash, uh, no cash bail went into effect. Um, I, I found it interesting some of the critics were talking uh, uh, leading up to this as, uh, oh, the crime on the streets going to increase and we're putting dangerous criminals they've kind of gone away from that and now they're more concerned about the financial obligation the local governments where did you stand on that initial piece of legislation
0: you know i was not in the general assembly when that legislation Good was point. passed yeah, yeah it it was passed i came in in february of of 21 it right. was passed the, the prior december um however i do know that When it first was passed, you know, it's like the sky is falling, the sky is falling. This is going to be the worst thing since the populace that is ever going to happen. Uh, And it made its way through the Supreme Court and, you know, went into effect on Monday. And you're right. Now it's like, how do we do it effectively? But, you know, I think that there's a lot of of, um, misinformation that floats around. When we talk about no cash bail, it doesn't mean that people are just going to automatically be turned out onto the streets. It just means that there's a process by which uh, people will be held according to the um, crimes that they are accused of committing, and not necessarily what they can afford to pay. And I and you know it's we'll see how it works out, but. Um, Every you know, I had a heard a really good interview that the um, state's attorney in Champaign did, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how you know they were ready and seems like there's going to be a seamless process. I know that it's going to take a little bit longer, so it is going to entail a you know a little bit more uh, financial responsibility on on uh, counties, but you know I we'll see how this works and and we'll all get through it. I, you know it's like. A person should not be held in jail just because they don't have the money. No, but it doesn't mean that everybody's just going to be turned out on the streets.
1: And they haven't been proven guilty yet. Exactly. Huh? I exactly. mean, I know they're charged, but you know, until uh, and and that's another facet that people can debate or think about, or all they want. Uh, let's shift gears. Um, is there enough money from the state? to take care of the infrastructure projects in Springfield. I'm talking about railroad relocation. I'm talking about the transportation center. I'm talking about underpasses and and viaducts. When you first heard relocating the tracks from 3rd to 11th Street, what was your reaction?
0: You know, it's interesting that you um, asked me that because the railroad relocation is one project that has followed me yes. in every elective yes. office <laughs> that I have held. It was uh, a project that I worked on at the uh, when I was on the county board and actually went to Washington, D.C. to get the record of decision in order to start the project. And then it followed me to the city council and now to the state legislature. And I will tell you that that is a project that the, the uh, federal government holds up as a model Really? On how to do projects okay. of that nature because it's really one where it was a, a real collaborative effort with every level of government. And we came out with this phenomenal project that is really going to change infrastructure in, in Springfield, Illinois, and I, I believe in the Midwest. So, yeah, the, the money is there. We're going to get it done. And um, 2025, you're going to see everything rocking and rolling.
1: You know what what impressed me about this, and it shows that I guess we can get it done when we want to and forget about it. Some philosophical differences is that the cooperation here. I know that mm-hmm. Andy Van Meter and Brian McFadden <clears throat> sing the praises of Senator Dick Durbin. obviously and he, what he did, congressional members, whether it be you know Congressman Person Bozinski, whatever the case might be, there was great cooperation from both sides of the aisle, and a lot of things starting with the Davlin administration, mm-hmm. obviously, back in in Andy Van Meter got together and so on and so forth. It showed that things can be done. When you go to the General Assembly, it's still a, no, it's it's a more than a little divisive. It's very divisive. What's going on, Doris? Is it ever going to? I know now you have great relationships with individual people across the aisle, and they do with you. But overall, it just seems
0: it is. You know, I think that it's it's kind of just what's going on in our country now. But I will tell you that that's one of the things that I've always prided myself on is is uh, my ability to work with all of my colleagues think about it when i was on the county board there were 29 members yeah. there were 5 democrats i would have gotten nothing done for my district had i you know held to that philosophy Good point. and i you know carried that with me when i went to the city council it was overwhelmingly republican but worked well with my colleagues and and continued to do that now i have wonderful relationships with mike Coffey. i have wonderful relationships with sally turner and others you know across the aisle and I believe that that's how we get things done. That's how we grow our communities is the ability to work with to work with each other, because we all want the same thing. We all want our communities to grow and thrive, and we get there not by fighting with each other but by working collaboratively with each other.
1: Of the positions, and there may be more, I'm just going to, the county board and the city council and now Illinois Senate, You personally, which one do you feel allows you to have the most impact on the everyday person?
0: You know, I think that in each one of those, I've been able to do that. Because when you think about it, um, you know, when you look at county board and city council, those are closest to, um, you know, the community closest. But I think that I'm in a a pretty unique position because um, I – I'm still very wedded to this community, so I have those relationships where people feel very comfortable just stopping by my house to talk to me about issues that they have. and So make, being able to um, apply all of that to the everyday person I think is really important. And a lot of the things that we want to do in Springfield and Sangamon County in order to have that impact is uh, funding flowing from the state level. So. You know, I think in every one of those positions, we've been able to do that.
1: Geographically, you sit obviously in the center of the state. You work closely with the vast majority of senators from Chicago and and collar counties. You still have uh, people, Democrats of Illinois, that may look at things differently. How do you work with the different groups? Obviously, the Southern Illinois people, South of Springfield probably feel one way on certain issues. We know that Chicago and suburban feel the other ways. How, how do you handle that?
0: You know, it, it's one of those things where you're not going to agree with everybody on everything anyway. I mean, you know, Cecil and I have been married for over 40 years and we don't agree on everything. No. Um, but Gosh. it's it's finding those things in which you do agree on sure. and, moving, and moving them forward and then agreeing to disagree um, but not doing it being disagreeable, um, you know, I, and I think that that's really important. It doesn't have to be a, a boxing match. It can just be we disagree on this, so we're going to move on to the things that we do agree on. You know, I have I have Democratic colleagues that I disagree on things and how to get how to move things forward. I belong to five different um, sub caucuses, and all of them are very different and have very different priorities.
1: Thanks for stopping by. It's always. I nice. missed you at the state fair. I thought you were going to, but it was a busy day. On yeah, Governor's it day. was,
0: and there was a lot going on. Yeah. But um, The state fair is phenomenal. You it's, love it, It's don't like girl, I right? love that state fair, and being chair of the agriculture committee, I was doing something at the state fair every single day. Good for day. you. And we had, you know, outstanding attendance. It's wonderful.
1: The weather out was a really special period. It really was.
0: was. It definitely was.
1: Thanks for stopping by here with staff this morning. Happy to spend my birthday with you. Good to see you, kid. Happy birthday again. Thanks. Happy birthday. No, I won't go
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.